Hello? Father Kevin, how are you doing? Yeah, what's up, brother? <laughs> Woo! have a sister here too <laughs> all right praise god i'm a better man for it um, absolutely got that feminine genius going after mother's day edified yes, bring it yeah <laughs> father kevin your voice just lifts my heart so much thank you Amen. <laughs> Woo! yes well you know wow. she had to she had to give birth to one of our children whom you know joseph so you must know the dignity and sanctity of this woman <laughs> The purgatorial <laughs> path the that she's been set on. No, no negative. The holy anointing. She, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, the product of both saints. I, I get the pleasure of being with the both the saints. Oh tonight. my goodness! You're well, that's that's why <laughs> that, that's why you're at the front front row of the sacrifice of the mass, and we have hope only through that. So thanks. And thank Amen. you for your priesthood. Amen. Just saw your text about uh, the anointing that you just did. So prayers for that soul and. Again, in thanksgiving well, for the great gift of your priesthood. So, praise God. Well, praise God. She uh, she just died in my arms. Aww. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Tell us about that while you're How on it. How beautiful. What a you gift. want to know now? Yeah. Yeah, so I said, uh, I prayed over her, and the Holy Spirit said, um, she, was, she was there, and the Holy Spirit told me to say, uh, on the cross, Jesus said, into your hands I commend my spirit. And then I had her entire family gather around and pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit mm. during the anointing. Wow. And uh, I saw her breathing just very, very uh, lightly after the anointing. And right before the final prayer, I said, gather around. And we just prayed, come Holy Spirit, come wow. Holy Spirit, wow. come Holy Spirit. And she passed. Wow. Gosh, talk about a happy, holy death. Wow. I know. How awesome. Wow. How that awesome. That is amazing. Yes. And what a gift to the family also, right? Uh, yeah, all in his time. I said, you, I mean, you just prayed for a holy outpouring for it to give her, I mean, we pray for baptism to get for the Holy Spirit to enter us to make our journey from everything we did in this life. And then we pray for an outpouring to help us give us the strength for what we need to journey to the next. Oh, you know, so that's you amazing. Her bags for. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Well, I want to welcome you all folks to Ignite Radio Live. We are so blessed that you're with us. You are with Greg and Stephanie Schleter over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio. And I might as well warn you, buckle up, people. <laughs> the spirit is moving and you are going to get rocked tonight. So, folks, we're going to have four uh, quick little commercials here, and then I'm going to ask our wonderful guest here, Father Kevin. And this is so fresh and so raw that I even need to ask him right now how to pronounce his last name, which I will mess up, uh, except with help of the Holy Spirit. So is it (laughs) Moebius? It is when uh, my ancestors came over to uh, from Germany, but we uh, we've dropped the umla, and it's Moebius. Mobius. So, you know, you're kind of like the Catholic Morpheus, which is really cool, man. You're like the, that's really awesome. So we, we went from, we went from Schluter to Schleter. So we're with you. We're bonded. Oh, there you go. We're bonded. 
got it going. So, folks, we're so blessed that you are all with us. And I just um, want to set it up a little bit this way, that many of you listening right now have experienced moments of encounter, moments of the Holy Spirit touching your life. Maybe at Crisio, Chirp, uh, in the midst of Mass, Adoration, you had that powerful moment. And perhaps you're kind of, after a day became a week, became a month, and sort of the, the flame became embers, maybe somewhere in the depths of your mind or your heart, you're kind of thinking to yourself, well, that was just a nice moment meant for history, meant for my memory, and it's not really meant to be something to be lived. Perhaps some of you are even thinking, you know, is it just a personality type? Is it just kind of like this crescendo at the height of a song? Do I need to keep jacking myself up by the latest, you know, worship song at the latest event? If you're thinking those sorts of questions, but in your depths of your heart, you know you're meant to live this life in the Holy Spirit that animates the full you that God made you to be, to be united in his heart, to be an instrument in building the kingdom, and to know that you are consequential and that you're tuned into the right channel. We're going to be talking about a lot of that today with Father Kevin as he shares with us his journey and some exciting things happening. So we're going to give you a few commercials here. Father Kevin's going to lead us in a prayer and Steph's going to set us up with a a launching question. So commercial numero uno. We would like to warmly invite all of you to join us for a Belief in Beverages night, um, which we are kicking back into our seasons, trying to do them monthly. And our one for June is June 17th at 6.30 p.m. with the wonderful, gifted, holy Father Adam. Superstar. Yeah, Father Adam Superstar Hertzfeld. <laughs> and there you go. You got that in there. Um, and he's going to be talking about liturgy and personality, the great work from Hans von Balthasar. So how about Dietrich von Hildebrand? Oh, yeah, sorry. But you got the Vons in there. I get that. You know, <laughs> Can we're I all Germans. That? Yeah. You know, they're all good. They're all good. Find out more about that, folks, at massimpact.us forward slash BNB. Usually we limit this just to our benefactors and supporters, but we're really wanting to break out because we know, those of you who are listening, the Spirit's moving us to break out of our fear, break out of our clouds, to step into real presence. You hear that, right? It's the whole, it's certainly the, the Eucharist, but we're called to live this real presence. So we're inviting you to join us for an evening of real presence, belief in beverages, and this intimate relationship of liturgy and personality. Commercial number two, uh, many of you remember over the last eight years, this powerful event called Ignite, literally coming in the very presence of Jesus. And we bring these candles around this burning bush, right? Mm-hmm. Reminding of us of that moment where Moses heard the voice of God speak to him and commission him, even though he had a speech pediment, he had his problems, he had his issues, right? But God used him powerfully in the act of all salvation history to liberate. And he wants to do the same for us. He wants to bring us to his very presence, to awaken us to who we are in him. And so we're going to be doing that on a monthly basis beginning in August. And we're inviting you to begin praying with us, sacrificing with us, fasting with us and if you're called to be a member of the team check it out at massimpact.us forward slash ignite we also want to remind you all of the incredible resource provided at massimpact.us our family gathering guide you can use it as um married couples, as small groups, but in particular, we really encourage families to dive into the live it, it meaning image the Trinity, that's what families are called to be, um, to facilitate 
uh, talking and praying mm. and sharing and looking ahead to the upcoming Sunday's reading to really take the charge of John Paul II. Families mm. become who you are, an it, image of the Trinity. So great resources there, a great guide to help you do that. And in a significant way, folks, that is a answer, partial answer to the question, how do we live out this life in the spirit? And you got to put the flag in the sand. You got to foster that simple mm. uh, ritual. We have ritual for sports and academics, any other area we want to succeed in, we have rituals. Well, God invites us to recognize a ritual of the ecclesia domestic. Our homes are meant to be that place. We get the fear factor. We get the uh, that you haven't learned this maybe from your parents, but everybody who has done this has experienced, I want to say even profound, that's not an overstatement, profound connectivity with their family members. Their home culture has become a, an occasion of becoming saints. And dare I say that because all that we are as humans is meant to give glory to God, it's made us excellent in the ways that we're called to give and worship through sports, through academics, through our work. Final commercial here. Write this date down. It's coming up very soon. May 23rd, 2021. May 23rd, 2021. It is Pentecost Sunday. Woo-hoo. So we want to direct Woo. you to mccrholyspirit.org. I'm going to say that again. mccrholyspirit.org. An amazing event. All are invited to St. Jerome and Walbridge, Ohio, beginning at 3 p.m. It's called a holy outpouring. And the whole goal is to avail to God pressing in on us, wanting to awaken us to his profound love for us, to flood us again, to stir up, if you will, the grace within us from those sacraments. From 2 Timothy 1.6, stir into flame the gift of God. And that's really, I think, a phenomenal setting to uh, ask our wonderful guest here, Father Kevin, to just maybe lead us into prayer, uh, and particularly in anticipation of this outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It's present right now, but again, we do invite you to join us on that night and uh, Father, you just lead us in prayer right now, and we're going to get into the story that is Father Kevin and this life in the Spirit. Sure, thank you. So let's begin as we do all prayers. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. Those beautiful words, uh, amen. We say, come Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord, we just mm. invite you to be present right now in our hearts and uh, in our minds. Um, and the gift of family, come into our homes. Mm. Uh, wherever we're at, you meet us there, Lord. Send your spirit right now, and we ask in a very special way that you pour out your words into our minds and our hearts as we uh, spend and journey with you in this next uh, moments where we uh, get the blessing of talking with the Schleter family and all the Mm. wonderful things they do. I ask that you bless them and the way that they continue to encourage uh, all the faithful listeners and all the good Catholics that tune in, and may they be empowered uh, to go ahead and share, Lord, everything that you give them with all the people that listen and we ask that you continue to bless them, bless their family, and bless us. And we ask all of this through your Son's most precious name, Jesus. Amen, Father. The Father. And the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you. So um, we love to proclaim Revelation twelve eleven. They defeated the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Mm. Nobody can mm. argue with the darkness that seems to be encompassing the world right now. Um, the light will overshadow that, and we do that by the Holy Mass, the blood of the Lamb, mm-hmm. and and right in there with that, Scripture tells us is the word of their testimony, that we are called to give testimony, to testify, mm-hmm. we hear in a recent reading, that, that it is... Um, 
that by which the Lord uses our words to bring his life, his spirit, his love to others. And so we are blessed to have Father Kevin with us um, to share his testimony and what the Lord is doing, has done, and in great faith and anticipation will continue to do. Welcome to Ignite Radio Live, Father Kevin. Oh, great to be with you all. Thank you. Yeah. So take us back, just if you will, the setting of the early days. What is the origin story of Batman Begins? I love that. I love origin <laughs> stories. Kind of give us that. Uh, what, what is that? So this formidable uh, priest of God, newly ordained, we right now, very alive in the spirit, Joseph introduced us to you. And uh, I ask him the question often as he is in the center of the, this great campus that's reverberating really throughout the country, Catholic Youth Summer Camp. And uh, those of you who are familiar with Joseph, his work, Damascus worship. He has a new song out. So anywhere, Seth Schleter, very moving, called Rest in Peace. Anyways, I digress. I said, Joseph, who are some priests that are really on fire? Because the faithful, all priests, truly blessed. And we lift them up and we pray for them. But, you know, are there any priests that you can mention that would be good for us to interview, particularly for Pentecost, and uh, that we might just even more be more kindred? And he said... You got to meet Father Kevin. You got to talk to Father Kevin. Share with us, if you will, give us a little bit of your background, Father Kevin, that what went into making Father Kevin. Born and raised Catholic, went to Most Blessed Sacrament Parish in Toledo, Ohio. Uh, graduated Central Catholic High School. I was an only child. And I basically, uh, my faith in, in, in was almost developed through my education, through school, through my family, um, empowering me and sending me to Catholic education. And then I went off and... Uh, I was encouraged uh, to join the Newman Center at the University of Toledo, and uh, and then I transferred up to Michigan, and I graduated with an engineering degree in naval architecture, marine engineering. Wow. And I, uh, yeah, I had a huge amount of debt. I was about $150,000 in debt from being in student loan debt. Mm. Uh, but I felt called to the priesthood at a very young age. Uh, I had my, my grandfather's uh, brother was a priest, so I remember a lot of images there and mm -hmm. had some role models uh, throughout my time as a child but never really felt God was calling me because of being so in debt, right? How can I give myself freely? Right. So I went over to Spain. I worked uh, over there after working in New York City, wow. and I visited Fatima. Mm -hmm. And I heard Our Lady say, Kevin, if you can pay off that debt, uh, I want you to be a priest for my church. Mm -hmm. And I said, it's impossible, Mary. I'm so in debt. I can never be free from this. I'm only going to be here a year. And she said, I'll keep you three years so my contract got extended wow. paid off all the debt what a I good mother joint. yeah what a good mother mary and then i paid off my debt and i entered into the priesthood after that and was ordained last year uh, the great question you know is is a lot of catholics get is if you have you been born again right that great question mm. by uh nicodemus you know how mm. can a person be born again john th three four right mm. and it's great question of what does that life look like? And I would say it happened, as it does for all Catholics. We can say yes firmly in our baptism, mm -hmm. right? Every Catholic Amen. has indeed been born again. But the problem is we have to grow in the grace with the help of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And I like, to, I like to make this analogy. So the grace of the Spirit, the Spirit of grace, how does that enter into somebody? Well, first it enters fully then but you need to be open to it working mm. through you. And I spent a lot of my life crawling on the ground, mm. right? When you look at a one-year-old and can they walk? The answer is no. But what happens? The father or the mother comes up and puts the fingers down and the child grabs the mm. fingers and is able to walk with mm. the help of God, Beautiful with the help image. of the father. 
right? Mm -hmm. So I spent a lot of my life crawling, but I had the fullness in me, the ability, right? I, I could, I had the Holy Spirit in me, but I, it was only recently till I reached out and grabbed onto the Father and said, I need your grace. I need your help. I need your, you to activate that Spirit in me. And I would say that's been the journey with growing in the life of the Spirit, right? And the ability to realize the power that I have in me, um, that I didn't understand fully a confirmation, right? I haven't really grasped up until recently at the seminary. And so I think that growth in the Spirit has allowed me to enter fully into relationship with the Father and uh, be more present to what He can do in and through me uh, to, to make His kingdom known on earth. Wow. That's amazing. If you don't mind, take a moment and share with us the formidability of that appearance in Fatima. That's a great question. You know, yeah, I don't know if you ever heard of that book, To Save a Thousand Souls, that yes. a lot of young men discerning the priesthood uh, are given. Basically, the one commonality out of everybody's vocation story is that they, all young men discerning the priesthood feel a great uh, closeness to our mother during that mm. process a greater call to pray the rosary, a greater call to have a devotion to her, to, to hear her voice. And it just makes sense, mm. right? Why does it not? After the heart of her son that we're all desiring, especially priests, uh, when is the first miracle of Jesus, the wedding feast of Cana? Why does he do the miracle? Because Mary says, do it. Mm -hmm. He is obedient to his mother. As priests, we have to be obedient to our mother, mm -hmm. who was given to us on the cross. Woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. So Mary was given to us, and she continues to watch over us and desires priests after the heart of her son. So it makes sense. He was obedient to her in the temple. It is not your time yet, Jesus. Mm -hmm. But here I must be in my father's house. Mm -hmm. No, total obedience to his mother. And so we have to. And it, it makes total sense to me. And of course, I had to be obedient to Mary, and when I heard her voice, uh, as she called me, and I responded. Awesome. Amazing. Father, you are present now in the midst of, let's face it, a very difficult year for many people, and you have a distinct role of in persona Christi being the presence of Christ, and let's face it, a, a lot of clouds, political clouds, ecclesial clouds that with the scandal, we're, we're a human church. God conferred this mission of saving souls through human and material instrumentality. Each of us are imperfect. I want to pronounce that. So in the last year, two years, we've just seen a lot of confusion, moral confusion confusion, um, existential challenges of people going home, if you will, and wondering about their jobs and being with their kids in ways they never have before. What is God saying? What is God doing? Uh, I would say this, put your trust in me. Uh, and this is oh, this only rings true to me because we just had Bishop Thomas visit St. Peter's High School in Mansfield, which is where I'm currently stationed, St. Peter's Church there in Mansfield. And the bishop made it a visit as he always does to all of our uh, our high schools, and he visited ours uh, a couple weeks ago. And after the Mass, he spends time with the students, mm -hmm. the high school students, the juniors and the seniors, and, and uh, he takes questions, which is amazing because he doesn't prepare any of the responses. They're all just the questions the kids ask on note cards. And uh, one of the questions was this, and Bishop Thomas has struck me many times through my journey with him, but the question is this. Bishop, how can we put our faith in a church that has priests who abuse children? Mm. Mm. How can we put our trust in a church that has priests that abuse children? And the bishop looked at them, and he said, 
Jesus is not asking you to put your trust in man, mm-hmm. one man, a priest, but to put your trust in, in this man, mm-hmm. Jesus. Awesome. Beautiful. Who will never fail you, right? So our faith, although being instrumental in priests in his church, it can't be the fullness because we're broken individuals, we're broken human beings. You can't put your trust in your family. You can't put your trust. I mean, you can, right? God works through all that. He works through our schools. He works for our government. And, and he makes good out of all that. But mm. plan A is, is Jesus, his son. Mm. So ultimately, that's where our faith is put in him. And through all this, right, pain and suffering, right, we always turn to Jesus. Always turn to Jesus. Awesome. Let's do a a deep dive, if you will, Father Kevin, on a question that we get very often on our program. Our listeners have heard us ask this of Peter Herbeck and others. And it's it's along these lines. Those who are listening are likely uh, faithful Catholics who go to Mass, maybe pray, pray novenas, pray the rosary, go to their events. But inside, there's maybe a kind of dry wood that Ezekiel 37 kind of feel, if we're really honest, that there's maybe dry bones. And maybe we feel, some of us, that we're kind of going from dot to dot, event to event, and in between the spaces, just, you know, maybe lacking fill in the blank. What is it? Lacking something to really live this vitally. And from the standpoint of the world, let's face it, um, many of us, uh, if the world were to look at us in our workplaces or school, don't necessarily even see something different. They don't necessarily look at us and say, wow, I want what he has, or I want I want what she has. Truly, I think all of this is woven into that 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 moment just before Pentecost, right? Of all of these believers who heard Christ, they heard his words, they followed him. He was the greatest, obviously, the second person of the Trinity. You don't get better catechesis than that. But there they were, hiding out in the room upstairs, awaiting the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. How consequential is the Holy Spirit? How do we understand the Holy Spirit as, if you will, the answer? To all of this? That's a great question. Yeah, Greg, that's uh, wonderful. And Peter Urbeck, I would just say, uh, is an amazing man. Uh, if you haven't yet turned in, I think what's his. Uh, renewal Ministries. Yeah. It's, there's a link on Yeah, Renewal, renewal, renewal Ministries. Ministries. Fire yeah, on the renewal Earth. Fire on the Earth. That's it. Yes, Renewal Ministries, Fire on the Earth. Tune into that. Listen to it. I know a lot of my brother seminarians tune in. He, a lot of our listeners are probably familiar with Encounter Ministries. He's mm-hmm. an amazing man that uh, is often on set or often a, a presenter at Encounter Conference. So that guy is on fire. What does he have? He has joy. Mm-hmm. He has excitement. But ultimately, what does he have? He has freedom. So not that our prayers, not that the things we do, the routine is good, but we, sometimes we, we have to ask Jesus, are you asking me to break that routine? Do you want me to switch it up a little bit? Mm. Do you want me to change what you're doing? It's good to be in routine. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not, but is is there joy? Mm. Is there life? Is there fire? And are you, uh, are you being called to be empowered in that fire that you're being given? Right. I was just at Damascus last week with our sixth graders and, you know, Seth does an amazing job and all the Damascus missionaries. I'm going to throw a plug for that. <laughs> if you haven't signed up for summer camp yet, do it. If you haven't signed up any of your schools to go to any type of retreat there, do it because they're really incredible. Mm. Centerburg, Ohio. Um, but what's, what was so funny about last week? I'll share a quick story. It starts raining. Okay. Thursday, it's in downpour, total torrential, torrential downpour. 
And you'd think, okay, Damascus is going to cancel all events because it was faith and reason, so we're outside doing a lot of activities. But they allowed the rain to continue, and they allowed the kids to go out in the rain, Mm -hmm. right? And what does that teach the kids? Well, they're out there, and they're, of course, getting poured on, and it's raining. And and, But what are they doing? They're jumping in puddles. They're having (laughs) fun in the rain. They're sliding down muddy hills. They're climbing the rock wall in the rain. They're having fun and finding joy when it's not always sunny. But what truly is that, that they're allowing the kids to experience? And that's freedom, Mm. right? Freedom. I think this past year, a lot of the freedom has been taken away from our children. And I think that's a stifling of the joy Mm -hmm. and the spirit alive in them. And I Mm -hmm. think what I would tell people is just truly, where's your freedom and how are you allowing the Lord to work in that? And when we found those kids living out that joy in the rain, I think they were more open to the Spirit in their own life, allowing attention to them to find joy and live out, even amidst the rain, even amidst the darkness, God still wants to enter in. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we need to change our routine and be open to that and not necessarily bring the kids in and put them in a room and keep them protected. That's awesome. I would say one word, freedom. Wonderful. Folks, uh, for more on Catholic Youth Summer Camp, CYSC.com. And they do have scholarships. It, it can be a little pricey per camper, but I know they do everything they can. Um, and you could call, call us if you need additional uh, help in that area with certain connections. Go ahead, Steph. And I love, Father, thank you for your plug to different parishes and schools, not just for the summer camp, but throughout the year. I've heard so many just say, well, it's so expensive. Well, if you break it down, it's really not. And if we're willing to pour money into sports and this and that, my goodness, what's more important than the soul, right? And to, to bring them an encounter with Christ. So we encourage you, um, parishes, pastors, principals, to look into that, to see the wonderful things that they offer, um, not just for the high school or middle school and high schoolers during the summer, but the different retreats that they offer all year round. So, Father, while we have you, I am moved to ask a hardball question that I do think is on the hearts and minds of many Catholic faithful. So, I'm an older guy. I'm 53. I've been in this mission field for decades, as has my wife. And in that period of time, we've kind of seen, I want to say, two different camps under Catholicism. And right away, I should say that that's a scandal. That's that's unfortunate because, really, our perspective should not be one of adjectival Catholicism. What do I mean by that? I'm a traditional. Traditional Catholic, I'm a conservative Catholic, I'm a charismatic Catholic. We should be guided by that which is true in the magisterium, revealed to be true. To be Catholic is to desire all that God desires of us, whether we understand it or not, availed to all God wants us to be. So at the very heart, really, as you began with the beautiful testimony to Our Lady, it's at fiat, you know, be it done unto me according to thy will, uh, word. And I do think many of us maybe are languishing because we've parsed God out in terms of what our comfort zone is. So the camps that I I've seen, on one hand, there are those who have seen, shall we say, the subjective caprice. What is that? You know, uh, my feelings dictate truth. We've seen the the morass of that in sexuality and gender, and we see the suffering that it's caused. We need to have great prayer and sympathy for those who are living in that space. So, reacting to that are some who've said, you know, I want almost a mathematical, empirical orthodoxy, if you will, that that doesn't open itself up to the vitality of, of, of the Holy Spirit. 
spirit of this um, that God was a God certainly uh, uses our emotions gave us the full dimensionality of the human person to encounter him it's not just I click the boxes and I'm attentive to what the catechism says but they're missing a life on the other hand we've seen sometimes a kind of a camp if you will that uh, maybe we've seen this in the quote-unquote charismatic I'm open to the spirit and I like this life and I like the vitality and you know those quote-unquote rules they really don't matter they're kind of inconsequential I want to downplay them so to that extent I guess John 4 has been very insightful for me Jesus encounter of the woman at the well and he simply says worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth and the image for me is one of a raging rapids right it requires the banks the solid banks the orthodoxy the truth that which is revealed to be true through which these rapids flow that these rapids of life um, bring vitality to our hearts and to our minds and i think as you mentioned um cyc in damascus i think this generation is one that is seeing a, a beautiful collision that again in the interest of wanting the fullness of what god is pouring out wanting to be the fullness of god what god offers are recognizing it is spirit flowing through yes truth that god is giving us does that kind of um, i just want to ask you for your comments on that as a pastor as one who's at the front lines of ministry maybe speaking to those who might resist the spirit because they're afraid of it being subjective caprice and maybe speaking to those who are you know charismatic and just feeling an emotional and they're dismissing important if we if you will ethic and moral truths of the church what are your thoughts on that oh that's so beautiful greg and so articulated perfectly really um again turn to jesus can you put a label on jesus was he orthodox or orthodox or charismatic mm. he was both mm-hmm. right both and i would say this i wrote the bishop after uh, upon ordination and i told him what kind of priest he's getting and every deacon does this right or actually it's before your deacon year and you tell him you know how you've journeyed and where you see yourself and so forth and i said Bishop, you're getting orthodox charismatic. And of course, the formation staff was, you know, had me explain that. And, if, and I, I, I said, you have to be in obedience with the church and move in the spirit, mm-hmm. right? You can't not be obedient to the church in your charismatic lifestyle, right? That's number one thing is you have to be obedient. A, a bunch of seminarians went to um, uh, uh, Carmen, Indiana, Carmel, Indiana, for our first kind of visit and encounter with Encounter Ministries, where we all really got in touch with the Spirit and started bringing it back to the center. We were praying over people, and we were seeing profound healing. Mm. And we wanted to go to the seminary rector and ask him, okay, is it okay to have a place for this? Are we okay to pray over our brothers? Are we okay to pray for the Spirit for an outpouring and go out and pray for words and knowledge and go pray for healings over people in Kroger or Meyer mm. or on the street? Mm and see breakthroughs with the Spirit. And he says, if I can have Latin Mass on Saturday, I can be open to praying in the Holy Spirit as well. Awesome. Mm. Great answer. And you know what's amazing about that? Praise God, because that's the priest I was formed to be. Mm. In two weeks, in in a matter of, in two weeks on May 23rd, where we're going with the bishop to have an outpouring of the Holy Spirit for Pentecost Mm. with the seminarians. Two weeks later on Corpus Christi, at my parish at St. Peter's, in our parish, we're having a high mass at Corpus Christi with a Eucharistic procession. Oh, my goodness. I love it. Yes. Amen. Praise God. I love that. I love that. There's space for both. Yeah. Right? The apostles 
didn't spend the entire time in the upper room at Pentecost, nor did they spend the entire time in the upper room at the Last Supper, mm. right? They had to go and live in both and do both. They were teaching orthodoxy. They held councils, but they were still praying for outpourings over each other and healing people in Jesus' name, mm. you know, and still Love celebrating it. the Mass. Mm. I mean, they broke bread after the Pentecost in an outpouring where Peter's just like, Praising the Bringing Lord it. in that great, great homily. Mm-hmm. And then they broke bread. Mm. And it's like, you can't have either or. It's a both and. It's the church. It's the way Catholics have always been. And we can't, like, dirty dance. And you can't put baby in the corner. Nobody put Jesus <laughs> in the corner. Right? I love it. He needs, to be, yes. he needs to be open. And if you're in one side or the other, you're, you're just really denying who Jesus wants to be in you. Mm-hmm. And we have to be open to both. And we have to see people see us move in both. And again, going back to Bishop Thomas, great example. Praise God that he's going to be there at Pentecost. He said yes mm. to, to joining that. But I know, again, I've been with him when he's had a high throne mass at St. Joseph. Mm-hmm. You know, I was his subdeacon yeah. for a high mass there, you know, to praise the Lord and worship like that, right? And he, he said, you know, I remember that during that pontifical high mass, the throne mass there at uh, St. Joseph. He said, you know, it's great. Just yesterday, I was celebrating Mass in the migrant camps, mm. right? He's that par excellence, God that bless example. Our bishop. And praise God that the church is open to forming priests like that. Right. And in my opinion, if you're not being formed, you're not being open to who God wants you to be. Amen. That's amazing. And um, just so moved and blessed uh, by the light coming from you and in your words that, let's face it, are, are of the light of the Holy Spirit that is uh, a tongue of fire on everybody throughout all of history who simply said yes and, and availed themselves to this. Speak a little bit, if you will, Father Kevin, into maybe what what helps those who are good, faithful Catholics to maybe breach the chasm uh, of um, knowing the truth, professing the truth, but maybe operating in this realm as you're speaking about that might move them to, as you say, word of knowledge. Like, what is that? What is a word of knowledge? You know, what what kind of intimacy with Christ does that does that require? And then even you know, from that word of knowledge, you know, being God's hands and feet and actually acting on it and praying over other people and seeing the outpouring. Is that just for kind of a special few anointed superstars, or is that is that meant for all of the Catholic faithful? And how do we get there? <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's, it's again, going back to that analogy, right? You have it at your baptism. You're empowered more at confirmation. You're sealed, right? But here's the funny thing. It's like most people are just sitting around the Christmas tree with their presents not even open yet. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're just like, so t- <laughs> they're just walking around the living room and they haven't even opened the presents. Oh, so true, so true. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And so... You, you know, you, some people are just comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I didn't receive anything at confirmation. Well, was your heart open? Because we know at the Eucharist, Jesus shows up on his end every time. But how open to we to receive the grace on our end, right? Mm-hmm. He never stop. He doesn't stop. He's 100%. But sometimes we're 10, 20, 30. So how does that happen? How does your heart get open? It's knowing the fullness. We have to come to that understanding, and that's through people like Encounter Ministries. That's like Damascus. That's like all these this great movement of people in the church, which really tapping into our church fathers, to be honest with you. Mary Healy, Dr. Healy, you know, this Ooh, great awesome. book, The Spiritual Gifts of the Handbook, Spiritual Gifts Handbook by Randy Clark and Mary Healy. Mm-hmm. It's this coming to know what's inside of you mm-hmm. so as to better use it, right? I mean, it's a journey. And Right now, there's a great movement in the church, and it's totally orthodox. Mm-hmm. It's going back to our fathers. 
it's tapping into what the church taught many, many moons ago that we've lost, but now we're rediscovering. And, and that's what I would say, Greg. I'd say when you start realizing through, uh, I think they have, uh, I think Encounter Ministries has School of Healing mm-hmm. programs that they're running in Cleveland and uh, Columbus, and I know it's up in Brighton. I, th- I don't know if it's coming to Toledo. I think it, it may be, but basically these places where they're empowering p- people, right, to go and do likewise. Um, but first, you got to realize what you can do. You got to go to school for it. That's awesome. Just a reminder to you all, an invitation for Holy Outpouring on Pentecost, May 23rd at St. Jerome in Wallbridge, 3 p.m. Go to mccrholyspirit.org for more information. mccrholyspirit.org. Come experience what Father Kevin is talking about. You know, I want to say that um, this is the moment right now in history. Every moment was consequential, was an I am moment. It was all, all part of this unveiling, right? The, the metaphor of the high point of the Hebrew wedding feast where the groom unveils the bride is the image of all of salvation history. It is God betrothing his people. And, you know, it's darkest before dawn, and we've experienced a good degree of darkness. Now, let's face it, historically, you have the Rwandan massacre, Nazi Germany, moments throughout history that have been, I can't even imagine. And that battlefield has largely shifted, even though many still are in such circumstances and we need to be praying for them and mindful of them. It's largely shifted right now to kind of that same, uh, shall we say, captivity, darkness uh, of soul, of mind, of people right now who have, uh, if you will, been drinking the Kool-Aid of a godless world, uh, that God does not exist, that we are just kind of like a fatalistic uh, material that's just by happenstance here. And even if we don't believe that, it's entered into the bloodstream. And into that, so long as that's the case, people right now are starving to know their unsurpassed identity. And really, that's what it's all about, right? We have all these appeals to our identity. And the core identity, let me ask you, what surpasses our identity as sons and daughters of God in Jesus Christ? Now, we can affirm that truth, but the Holy Spirit is what takes that truth and awakens us to truly living. And I'll say this, Steph and I in our movement, Father Kevin, you uh, with many other priests and many other families, I think we're yearning for a culture that will proclaim this more than just kind of like nod at a great event and boy, that's great and I'm moved in this moment. But we're yearning for a culture. We're yearning for a culture that practices it, that lives it, that's forged in it. And um, I have to give testimony within our own marriage and family movement. And we're just one small piece that's like the John 6, you know, where are we to go, Lord? You have the words of everlasting life. Why do we persevere? Because, you know, it's, it's who God made us to be. And and we see it truly as decisive for every person, every family on the planet, until we embrace this core truth of who we are in Christ and seek to make it a culture in our marriages and homes, everything else is going to be inconsequential. It's going to be languishing. So what I love in speaking to you, Father, as a priest, as a associate pastor, is that you are operating in both. You're operating in the church, uh, administering the sacraments, leading these events to awaken us to subjectively receive that grace poured out in the sacraments. And you're also operative, if you will, in places like Damascus and marriages and homes. You shared the beautiful story at the beginning of this program. Um, Let me just ask this. I'm going to give you the opportunity. If if your words could translate into what you believe God is offering us, an image, a portrait of what God is offering all who are listening right now, what it looks like in church and what it looks like in homes, what comes to mind? Yeah, I think it's your ministry, Greg. Hmm. I I mean, I, I just, an image comes to mind of the family. I mean, if we can model it, praying over each other for our family, in our family, Mm -hmm. 
you know, Patrick Rice, mm. they pray for healings within their own family. Mm-hmm. You know, and sure, we can model that in our church, which what you guys are doing, the Schleter family, and how you're empowering families and how you, you, you got this great new program you're going to be, be pouring out there where you're going to be empowering families and, and um, you know, how we're going to re kind of restructure that ignite and have the the people take the the fathers and the families take those candles and and maybe you can expand on that a little bit but it's it's i think praying over each other in your families bringing the spirit alive in your families you know i was just in the square um at an ecumenical prayer service day for prayer there in mansfield and we prayed in the holy spirit over Mm. over the city and we each went up and kind of prayed for an outpouring for mansfield and afterwards we started praying over each other, and, and somebody amazing. looked at me, and they said, Catholics don't do that. Right, right, right. We've got Catholics that, don't yeah. pray for healings over somebody. Mm. You don't do that. What do you mean I don't do that? Jesus does that, and he does it through me. Mm. He and does. we prayed. And you know what? The Holy Spirit broke through. A lady mm, said, wow. my neck is hot and warm, and there's no pain, and I... She came up to me for a prayer for her car. She wanted her car to be fixed. I said, God doesn't want to fix your car, sister. He wants to fix you. Mm-hmm. You. And she had lower back pain. And she said, I got to be honest. We, when we said, come Holy Spirit, the back pain was gone. Mm-hmm. And she was Beautiful. doing all this dancing and moving. And she's trying to get the pain to come back. And it wouldn't. And we we're dancing in the middle of the square. That's awesome. Love that. Because she had never been able to dance like that. See, the Old Testament talks about dancing. God wants us to dance. Mm-hmm. But you know what the devil wants? To reach out, I'm supposed to be feeling that pain. Mm-hmm. I should be living a life in pain. Mm-hmm. I should be living a life of suffering because that's what this world... Yeah, no, God doesn't want that. Jesus wants that on the cross. But he doesn't want you to live in pain and suffering. That's amazing. And the Holy Spirit broke through. Beautiful. And imagine if before we went to bed tonight, yeah, each night the families were praying over each other mm-hmm. for outpouring of healings, using mm-hmm. the gifts. What if each person in the family had a different gift and they just started blessing each other for, Lord, I, I, I get this image. You asked me, Greg, what image do you get? You know, you say to your mom, I, I feel like God put this image in my mind that just, you know, of, of this beautiful mom that I have, you know, or, or mom... You know, being prophetic, Mom, I, I, feel, I feel like the Lord's calling me to say this to you. Mm. You know, what is God telling you to say to your own family? Practice that, and our church will be better. So we've been blessed over these years in our ministry, um, watching families do that, who were afraid to even pray together um, originally, and just the great grace and the how the Lord uses even the littlest in the family as they take their precious little mm. hand and lay it on a sibling or lay it on Parent. their dad's head, and mm. and in their simplest of words, just the beauty and grace and profoundness that comes out. And we've seen Mm. the Lord change souls in families through that. So thank you for that proclamation and reminder. We need to do it, people. Let's embrace it, it, embrace it and do it. I'm feeling the living water and I praise the Lord for this and it shouldn't be so rare. And I just, I love over these airwaves that they can be an occasion of just that, uh, that invitation to know the heart of the Father alive in us. It's not just separate from us. I think this hit me when Steph and I did a retreat a few weeks ago and we were 
praying into it. And it isn't just that God is with us in it. He wants to be in us with it. Big shift Mm. of thinking. He doesn't simply want to be in it with us. He wants to be in us with it. And that takes a kind of vulnerability. Mm. You know, I think if I were to throw out sort of a, um, maybe sort of from a business metrics idea meets this, it's the, the measure of success is if our kids as a way of nature do the same thing that we're doing just naturally they do the same thing when they have their own families that it's it's the lens through which they view romance and marriage and the culture of their home and where they get a job and you know how they use their resources that everything flows from this great intimacy for which our hearts are yearning everything flows from that and including the gifts you know just a little testimony i love your story uh i don't know if you've shared this one on air but of course uh three four years ago our sons joseph and john paul led their own we call them lit groups live image trinity lit groups and at times there were 50 to 60 kids every single week in our home and they let it like they they invited these kids they came from all the schools not just catholic schools um they they you know prayed over each other they had praise and worship they had men and women breakout groups they reflected on the subsequent sunday gospel anyways joseph then went off to damascus and there are many stories i could share of healing but just one came to mind as you were speaking i just want to give testimony to it because it just punctuates what the, the lord wants to do so john paul Paul has a particular, uh, I think, gift, attunement to, uh, you know, the word of knowledge, particularly in healing. So he had a group of, at that point, maybe the 20, 25 in the house, and they gathered together, and it was at the point where they were saying, okay, now let's pray over each other for healing. And of course, you break through, the, you know, maybe the oddity, or this is kind of, you know, they're, they're through that, right? They're, they're in a place of being comfortable stepping outside the comfortable boat and stepping on the water and being attuned to what the Father is saying. So they're in this circle, they're yeah. circling up, and John Paul, he says, uh, you know, I have a strong sense that somebody's back, somebody here is in need of healing. And, you know, nobody's kind of raising their hand and, and he's strong enough to persevere in this. Like you say, no, there, there's, there's somebody here, some connection here of somebody who needs healing. Well, one of our their good friends who's a regular says, well, my girlfriend is in Minnesota right now and she's actually there to get phys- on. healing on her back. And so, you know, he, he just, he's act, John Paul's never done this before where he says, you're in proxy. You sit down, we're going to pray over you in proxy of your girlfriend. And so they all lay hands on the boyfriend and, um, you know, the heat, right? All that's going on. And they feel this, this love and this consoling presence of the Holy Spirit. Hours later, girlfriend calls boyfriend and says, I have no idea. But at this time, the very time they're praying over him, she experienced a miraculous healing and her back was completely healed. Praise God. So so I want to say, folks, you know, if this is what God can do through a teenager and he works through teenagers, why? Because they're, they're, I say crazy in the best sense. They are veiled to God's Mm. power. They're willing to take that step. God wants us maybe as, as adults to maybe, maybe that languishing that many of us experience is because we've gone into cruise control. Like we've reduced God to a formula. Now we have beautiful, the mass, you know, maybe that needs to even awaken in us that that which has been ritual, as Benedict says, we need to discover the relationship at the heart of ritual, relationship at the heart of religion. We need that reawakening. But maybe for many of us, God is saying, you know, with that foundation of orthodoxy, which has these lines where Jesus says, you'll do even greater things than you saw me do. Maybe right now it's simply saying, Lord, Lead me, show me, open up that door. Just open up in my mind's eye an awareness of somebody in my life right now even. As I say, you know, who is somebody in your life, brothers and sisters who are listening, that is in need of more fully knowing God's love? 
perhaps it's not just Greg and Stephanie and Father Kevin who are suggesting this. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit who's putting that. And then the next step is, how are you calling me to love that person with your heart? Maybe it's to send them a text. Maybe it's to reach out, to go out for coffee. But maybe it's, hey, there's a physical healing here and you're moved to actually say, and this is the way it is, folks, the first time. And Father Kevin, maybe you can share with us your story when you've maybe first experienced praying over others. Maybe it is that sense mm-hmm. of, hey, I'm Susan, I'm I'm awkward with this. I have no idea what's going on here, but you're a believer. I'm a believer. I believe God wants to do something with you right now. And I want to call upon that. I want to pray over whatever is your knee right now. I want to renounce the pain. I want to renounce the suffering. I want to pray for God's healing over your knee right now in the name of Jesus. I just, Greg, I'm just, spirit's alive. I just, thank you for sharing what you just shared. This is so beautiful. I have this image of, imagine, yeah, you think you know your kids, but do you know the spiritual gifts your kids have? How Mm. beautiful is that? And I just want to, bless you and Steph for creating the space in your house to allow mm-hmm. that to happen because it's that safe space, right? Mm-hmm. It's that ability that, okay, the spirit can move here. We're open to this where we allow that. Right. And then, you know, we're going to go pray in Ovina and pray the rosary afterwards, right? Where it's, it's open to both. Mm-hmm. Right? right. But parents, how often have you been prayed over by your kids? Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. What a gift. God calls us not to be childish, but childlike, mm-hmm. right? Like you said, mm-hmm. that freedom. I would say this about healings. Father Matthias, who we know is a powerful man, pray for him and his mm-hmm. continued health. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. But he said he prayed 500 times before he saw the outpouring. Mm. 500 times before he saw one healing. And maybe the gift isn't healing. Maybe it's words of knowledge. My buddy Jeff Stevens will be talking at this event, a seminarian on Pentecost, talking about how people are empowered and how people can pray and how it's in the church, Father. It's in Pope Leo, right? This, this, charismatic movement of the Holy Spirit, this novena that our holy Toledo diocese prays leading up to this event, mm-hmm. right? How he says he has words of knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe he, he, he does have healing, but not everybody, although you pray over somebody, maybe the charismatic gift isn't of healing. Maybe it's something else. Words of knowledge, you know, understanding. And there are many of those gifts to have, but you got to look under the tree first, folks. You got to see what presents are there. I love that. You know what? What is? What does John say? He says, "Test the spirit." Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Scripture tells us we need to test the spirit. Right. It's okay to test it and and it not work. God pours out no matter what. Right. Although there isn't a healing, God always shows up. Right. Amen. There's a great thing. There's a great question. You know, a lot of times people will be like, "Oh, it doesn't happen. It doesn't work." Well, my prayer is not always answered. Well, how many of your kids, all you parents out there, every time they come to you, you give them everything they want? (laughs) When do you say no? Mm. When do you not give them what they want? Mm. When it's in their best interest not to. Mm -hmm. See, God's still loving us when he doesn't answer our prayers because it's for our better good. Mm. You know, you're not going to give somebody something where they're going to go injure themselves and they're just not ready to have it yet. Mm. You need to grow up a little bit. You need to get more more understanding of what I'm going to give you. I'm not going to let you drive that car when you're eight years old. Mm-hmm. Although, Mom, I want to drive the car. No. <laughs> so the Father does yeah. the same for us, right? He's going to bless mm. us when it's in our best will. So the Father is always loving us, even when he says, we think he says, no, he's still showing love for us because he sees in the future how that's going to develop. And it's not good for us. That's awesome. I, I think many don't foray or open their hearts to this who have in the past because they they maybe fear failure and you've spoken into this right now who are we to judge 
what God did or the gift that he wants to give. I think Mary Healy at uh, Steph the Encounter event last year, we went with Father Jeff McBeth and Father Eric Schild, and it was a powerful week. Uh, and one of the, I was either Mary Healy or Father Matthias, who said in so many words, I'm going to get this wrong, but you know, really there's no batting average for anybody who's never stepped up to the plate and swung. Right. And uh, something Ooh, like that, you okay. know, something like that. But, you know, the idea that, you know, say two people have the same disease and you pray with the same uh, attunement to the heart of the Father for each one, and one is physically healed, the other is not. Can we say that God was less powerfully operative in the life of the second? And the answer is absolutely not. We're all going to suffer. Mm. We're all going to die. And let's face it, the ultimate healing is what? It's, it's eternal life. And God equipping us for eternal life. So every physical healing has the purpose of, of drawing us into greater intimacy with the Father. It's the greatest gift. How many saints are made saints by dealing with their suffering? By dealing with their wounds, by by persevering, our blessed uh, uh, Pope St. John Paul II, Mother Teresa, in, in nights of darkness, all of these are held up. But I believe, you know, what we're speaking about in this life in the Spirit is very much operative in the, those realms also because, you know, as Pope John Paul II said in so many words, you know, suffering united with the heart of God, you know, radiates something to the world. Um, I mean, I truly think, you know, I said this to you in a conversation, Father, I think, you know, the Garden of Gethsemane is, um, is to me, a powerful image of what God desires for us. And that is what? A, a, a fervency and a perseverance, even in darkness, even when we don't necessarily feel it, that we are staying steadfast. And that is the Holy Spirit operating, I think, as John of the Cross spoke of dark night of the soul, you know, for us to go deeper in the heart of God, God's going to deprive those senses. This isn't about, if you will, a, 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 you know, an emotional amusement park. The charismatic renewal and life in the Spirit is not about us, you know, constantly seeking the next crescendo of his song. It is about this attunement to the lifeblood of the Father within us that causes us to persevere through everything. So I think there's, and I will say, and Father Matthias would say this also, God does want far more than not to heal people around us and to manifest his glory through physical miraculous healings um, to give witness to him far more than we're willing to do. And so I think many of us listening right now, again, I bring us back to who is that person maybe God has put on our heart right now that we're meant to cooperate with to give him glory. I was just, yeah. uh, I don't yeah. know if I missed the window, but just talking about praying over people and the Lord's answers. And um, Greg and I were blessed beyond words. One of the most beautiful moments I think that we were able to share together was praying over a very dear, dear friend who was dying. And mm. beautiful, mm. beautiful um, woman, heart for Christ, heart family, for her family, husband. mother of eight, incredible marriage, great witness to this whole community. And we were blessed to uh, be asked to come and pray over her with her. Um, and she was in an induced coma, mm -hmm. and, uh, but was still able to mm. interact through her beautiful blinking and... Um, Little pressure squeezes yes, and such. Yes, so I guess sedated yeah. more so. Um, but as Greg and I prayed, you know, over her and with her and did these beautiful, prayed these beautiful um, mysteries of healing with the rosary. And um, mm. again, just one of the most grace-filled, privileged times that we have had. When we left that ICU room, both of us had the exact same um, word, if you will. Mm. It was, 
we were ready for her to either just sit up and start dancing in the room like that, or the Lord was calling to that ultimate healing in the passing over and to dance with him. Mm. And the Lord chose the latter. And it was, Mm. um, but we were felt like we were called to be faithful to that prayer. And it is just that. We're called to pray over, to pray with, to console, to Mm -hmm. have hope, to, you know, believe and just say yes to it and allow the Lord to answer it His way. And as difficult Mm -hmm. as that was, my goodness, what a more beautiful thing to help participate or to be a participant in than uh you know, as you experienced just today with the anointing and the prayer that mm. and the story that you shared, to be a part of that mm. um, is just a grace in and of itself. Folks, you're tuned into Ignite Radio Live with Greg and Stephanie Schleter, and so so blessed with Father Kevin, uh, just speaking wisdom, just speaking with the heart of a of a godly priest, and uh, who's speaking to us what that that he loves us profoundly, he made us for intimacy with himself, and even more, he wants to manifest himself through us to others. And we're on the eve, veritable eve of Pentecost, May twenty third. We do want to invite you to this event at Saint Jerome to join Stephanie and many others in this diocese for a powerful time of teaching, of prayer, of being more forged in this awareness. So blessed to have Father Kevin with us and looking forward to doing even more with him. But Father, the last, uh, I will direct you to mccrholyspirit.org, M-C-C-R, that stands for Ministry to Catholic Charismatic Renewal, uh, holyspirit.org. Father Kevin, you've got two minutes to bring us home. What's on your heart if you had a captive audience of the world? <laughs> you love it. I'm giving you hardball questions, you know. Welcome to our radio program. You got two minutes, captive audience with the world, to speak the heart of the Father. What is God saying to us right now? And maybe concluded in prayer. It's the readings from this last Sunday. It's Jesus wants to tell you that He loves you. Mm. Right? That Jesus loves you, and I want to tell both you, Greg and Steph, that I love you. Mm. So we if love you. Jesus loves you, you tell somebody else that you love them. Mm. Right? Be loved so so as to love another. And I think we all need to be open to God's love and how that manifests itself in us because he wants to work in and through us. And I think ask Jesus what he wants to do in each one of you Mm. and what you're not allowing him to do. Mm. What freedom or unfreedom is that in your own life that you don't feel maybe that you're able to do uh, or that somehow you're holding back from. And I would say just if you're feeling like you're on the edge, come to this outpouring uh, event. The bishop's going to be there. He'll be praying for an outpouring of the diocese. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll be praying over his priests. He'll be praying over all there. And hopefully at the end, you're lifting up your hands and praising God the Father. And ultimately, it's not lifting up your hands and praising, but it's lifting up your hands and wanting to be held, Mm -hmm. to be picked up and to be guided until your hearts be open to that spirit of grace, the true grace that we all have within us. But sometimes our hands are too busy on the floor crawling along in this life Mm -hmm. and not hands lifted up, begging and asking for the love of the Father. Mm -hmm. Jesus never saw anything. He didn't do anything that he first didn't see the Father doing. So we need to ask the Father what it is he wants us to do to our brothers and sisters 
But as Greg said, I think that begins within your own families. Mm. So thank you so much for this opportunity to share this time with you. And know I love all of you and the Holy Spirit pour out upon each one of your hearts. Mm-hmm. So let's begin and end as we always do in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come Holy Spirit, we ask for a fresh outpouring right now in the hearts, mm-hmm. no matter where they are. Mm-hmm. As Greg said, people were healed that weren't even present in the room as he experienced. We ask for all hearts that listen to this radio <laughs> program to be healed right now, yes, to be broken open, and to receive the love of the Father that Jesus told us and showed us, but that he gave us in his Holy Spirit. Bless all those, all the faithful, bless <laughs> the Schleter family and all the good work they do, and all the beautiful seeds they've planted in their own children so they could spread seeds throughout the world. Seth at Damascus, who has no power, no, no doubt empowered my heart and shared the love of the Father through the Holy Spirit with me. We ask all of this through your son's most precious name, the single name Jesus who mm. heals at the very name of your son. Mm. Amen. Amen. In the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Folks, we are beaming. We are experiencing it, and uh, we want to we want to journey with you in it. Imagine if we in this diocese just took hold of mm-hmm. of the truth that is being Amen. proclaimed here from the beginning of time, manifest through Jesus Christ in that fullness of time through the Holy Spirit pouring forth in this day and age. That you know nothing, no shadows, no clouds can stand against this truth. This isn't just highfalutin talk, using old language. Highfalutin talk. This is truth. This is reality. Two plus two equals four. The Holy Spirit made us to forge in us this intimacy with the Father. Let's receive that and just be united in it. We invite you to join us in the journey at ilovemyfamily.us. So blessed to have you along the ride, and let's just continue in making this place a holy Toledo. God bless you. Until next time.